Are you ready to realize the true potential in your life and help others do the same? Get equipped to create a thriving future with the Secrets of Success podcast. Inspire others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And experience the joy of watching satisfaction and productivity come to life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, I was trying to think of a funny story today, but really it was more about uh, an inspirational moment. You know, when we think about our lives, our lives, and that's what today's show is going to be about, is just how you can have the highest level of fulfillment, meaning, and contribution. And last week I had the privilege of working two days with one of our clients And it was interesting at the end of it, they emailed back, says, listen, Ken, thank you very much for transforming our team, doing this work, helping us to understand personal style, helping to understand values, helping us to understand style shifting, suspending, all these things that we teach. And really at the end of it, I realized that I got more out of it than they did. I really was enjoying the moment to be able to contribute, contribute at a higher level than really what they were getting. And not that one right is one's right or wrong, but that's really what today's show's about is how can we plug in and connect to our contribution into our meeting. You know, CRG, we're really about tools and resources as assessments. And my encouragement is at by the end of this show is that if you don't have clarity then take the steps to invest in yourself to get clear. So any one of our uh, series of assessments or many of them would apply to the content that we're going to go on in today's show. So just engage the tools. Um, You are worthy of the investment. And a lot of times I've apologized or felt sort of hesitant to mention these things in shows when really, in fact, I'm doing you a disservice. I got to this point in my life of being clear because I invested in myself. <laughs> Man, I've been to hundreds of hours of seminars, taken assessments and tools to really move me down this life of clarity, but also of meaning. In one other item, just this is a tidbit as the show gets released, is that we're doing for the very first time a two for one for our three day certification. If you want to be transformed, if you want to go to the next level personally, professionally, then come join us for 30 hours of development. Yes, you've got that right, 30 hours. So we go from 8.30 till 10. Don't let me uh, that scare you because I'm going to talk about what characteristic causes you to be successful today. And one of them is not to be wimpy. And so as part of this process, think about can you go and then is there somebody else that comes with you and you get a two for one. So really at 50% off when you do the two for one from your organization. So think about that as you go forward in the training is October 19 to 21. So make the decision quick, uh, quickly and we'd love to have you. We have limited space. So first come first serve. You know, when we think about life and we think about its importance and there's all kinds of different belief systems that are out there and I have mine and I don't apologize for it one minute for one minute it does bring me meaning but when we think about how does a person succeed in life 
There is a new research study that came out that validates all our work that we've been doing for 30 years. And that's what's interesting when I go out and I read newsletters and somebody says, Ken, how do you have time to spend at least an hour a day reading other information, other authors? Because I'm constantly searching for additional information that can help our work and help transform you and support you. So with that being said, is one of the questions that came up was, what, what causes people to be successful? In the word that's out there, there's a, an author, Angela, who written the book Grit. And so I'm not saying it's the end all or be all, but really grit is passion plus perseverance equals grit. But this new research that came out around high performers, which was thousands of individuals, and say what were the habits that people implemented to be successful? And the number one habit they implemented was clarity. Well, it wasn't really a habit per se, not in my opinion. Clarity is a decision. Clarity is work. Clarity is taking, excuse me, taking the steps to find out what's most important in your life at all levels. Now, the one thing about this research is that clarity isn't a one-time event. I cover this in detail in my book, The Quest for Purpose, as far as getting clear about all elements, all aspects of your life, and then you create a vision statement, and then that vision statement is an active tense statement. Meaning this is not something you achieve, you are achieving. This is something that's ongoing, you don't just do it once. And so for us to be on purpose, for us to be on direction, for us to have grit, for us to have resilience, to be able to overcome, to have hope, I need to know what I stand for. I need to, at every given moment, not as a burden, but really as a freedom, is to say, is what I'm doing the most important thing that I need to be doing? Is this fulfilling for me? Is this the direction that I need to be going in? And so a lot of times we can get into this rut or this habit of just running along and participating in life and not being intentional, not being deliberate. So the question is, is people, or not the question, the point is, people don't get to these high levels of success by accident. Now, there is a real controversy over what they call a pushback on the strength movement. And so we teach here at CRG that you need to play to your strengths. However, we also teach this, is that we can't use our strengths as an excuse for our behavior. Habit development has nothing to do with strengths. And so there are all kinds of habits, regardless of my personal style, if I completed that, regardless of my habits, regardless of my preferences, regardless of my interests, that all individuals need to implement if they're going to be at the highest level of performance, the highest level of meaning, highest level of fulfillment. And it's interesting, you know, for us to have clarity, clarity gives us confidence. You know, my, our self-worth actually will erode if I don't know what I stand for. Now, I've done a show on this before, but I allude to this, is that there's all kinds of research that shows that values clarification uh, helps in my success. Why is that? Because I know what I stand for. So some of the research, just to remind you, is that first of all, it lowers your stress level. Do you know that the people that have clarity, the people that have purpose, the people that have done the work, 
that know that they know where they're going are happier? Why? Because they're not in doubt. They're not in confusion. They're not in this place of, I don't know what I stand for. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I should be doing next. So clarity really creates this freedom for you. This clarity really creates strength for you. And so if I know what my core values are and what are motivating to me and what I need to include in my life, you then can make, and I wrote an article called, you can make the right decision every time. So I said, what? Is that possible? Yes, it's possible in principle is that when I use my values, which I have clearly stated, which I know that I know that I know, then I can make values-based decisions rather than situational-based decisions. Here's the problem, is that there are so many distractions, so many opportunities, so many directions, the bright, shiny objects, social media distractions, where we even live life vicariously, where we're looking at everybody else's life, what they had for lunch, excuse me, instead of living our own life in what is most meaningful for us. So the research shows is that vicariously living or watching other people's lives or the sports teams, they don't really care. This is your life. So clarity is important in all areas. And then the other part is that we need to do is if I know what I stand for in my values, and by the way, values helps you to make, uh, to stand in your position and push back to people that are challenging your core values. In other words, you have a stronger willpower. There was research that looked around students, students that know their values. Don't let negative comments from others bother them in this politically correct world. You know, I've written an article, we've done a podcast on, I really don't care what other people think. If I wanted your opinion, I would have asked for it. We've done those shows, is that when you know what you stand for, you're not judging other people. It's not uh, about them being negative. It's just that their negative comments, their comments about your direction, are not going to affect you. I still recall, you know, I was very successful in sales and I grew up on a dairy farm. And then I went and worked for the Federal Department of Agriculture. And after that, I worked for an agricultural um, sales or agricultural uh, provider for, uh, for farmers. And so I was a dairy nutritionist as well as selling seed and feed and, and all the different elements that came with it. And I was very successful. I tripled the sales in three years in my territory. And uh, at the end of that, I transitioned out and got into this industry uh, to start doing sales training. And I still recall one of the family members said, well, you know, why would you want to quit this beautiful sales job that you have? You get a company car, you get an expense account for lunch, you get benefits, you get three weeks of holidays a year. What else would a person want? And it's interesting how other individuals, if I wasn't confident in the direction I was going, you know, I did have some fear. I did have some trepidation about going out, starting my own sales training business, not having any clients, just getting into it. I had the track record of being a successful in sales, but this is a whole different industry, whole different client base. And so I did have some fear. If I didn't know that this was my direction, if I didn't know this was my calling, if I didn't know this was my purpose, and if I didn't have clarity that this is the direction that I needed to go, you know what? Those comments could have taken me off track. Those comments could have said, you know what? you know, maybe it isn't such a good idea to start my own sales training. Maybe I should stay in this secure company where I have a car and I have an expense account. What? You know, how shallow a decision is that? 
But a lot of times we get dr uh, drawn into that. <clears throat> so you, the clearer you are, the less impact from other people around you is going to misdirect you and take you into areas that you don't want to go. A lot of times we're living lies based on other people's opinions versus our own. Now let's go back to Angela's work is that her, her, her research showed that the most successful individuals, students in particular or individuals had grit. And so grit was passion plus perseverance. So I know what I like, I know what I enjoy, but I need to still persevere. You know, I've written four books, uh, three which are now still being published, one which we discontinued because one book replaced them. And I'll have to share with you, you know, I enjoy writing. Now, you know, some of you know my story that in grade nine, my uh, English teacher said that I would never amount to anything because uh, I couldn't read or write. And it was when I was doing my MBA my master's in business that we discovered that I'm dyslexic. So I might have some words wixed and grammar that's incorrect. Uh, forgive me. And if it really bothers you, then you can just mute it during that time. Uh, but it, that's just the reality of having a little bit of dyslexia. But here I am now a writer with 4 million words of content, co-author on at least a dozen assessment tools, 500 articles, four books written. And I said, how's that possible? Well, I have passion to communicate, and my purpose is to help others for you to live and lead and work on purpose. And that's the purpose of this show in all areas, is that can others and myself leave clues, share with you strategies, ideas that would encourage you to go to the next level. But in spite of this passion, in spite of all me enjoying writing, I needed to have perseverance. When I wrote my last book, which was The Quest for Purpose, which I enjoyed writing more than any other book, is I still had some days like I didn't feel like it. I didn't want to write the book. I wasn't into it at all, but I needed to persevere even when I didn't feel like it. If anybody tells you that they don't have days where they need to adjust that attitude, where they need to adjust and focus and get clear, then they're misrepresenting. I'm not calling them a liar, but maybe they're not in touch with the fact is that almost everybody who has been very successful in life has had to persevere. There's all kinds of examples on that. Walt Disney was told that his drawings were worthless, that it wasn't worth anything, and he was fired from his first job. Hang on. This is Walt Disney who also went bankrupt three times. Did he persevere? So he had a passion for what he was doing. And yes, he learned through each of these situations, but he persevered in spite of that. You know, Bill Gates quit college. His first product was his flop. Yet here it is, Microsoft, which is this amazing company. Most of you on many occasions or other occasions have heard the story of Lincoln as president. Now, how many times did he try to run? Multiple, multiple, multiple times he tried to run for president, failed or senator, failed in all cases. And so it was nearly a dozen times in some form or another before, a dozen attempts, before he became president. So is that perseverance? If somebody said, oh, you failed three times, you know what, Lincoln, you failed six times. You failed eight times at becoming president. I think you should quit. What? He didn't quit. He had the passion around it. That is called 
resilience. Now, where does resilience come from? We started the show saying it comes from clarity. Who's responsible to get clear? You are. And I'm not trying to get preachy. I'm not trying to pick out. I just want to encourage you that when you get clear in all aspects of your life about what you want to do, the work, the skills you need to develop. Now, here's the other thing is even though we believe that you need to play to your strengths, we need to develop skills. We need to get better at our profession, our expertise. You know, it didn't, it took me 30 years to have this much information and background to be able to do these shows ad hoc. I have a few notes in front of me, but really just sharing with you from my heart, my experiences, what I've read, other uh, colleagues, this didn't happen overnight. I've conducted the Personal Style Indicator Program, our PSI, our style program, a thousand times. You know what? You would not have wanted to be in my first few programs. They were awful. And I know some of the other people thought about it. However, I stuck to it. I remember one of my very first paid speeches. I had quit the sales, uh, my sales position. I started as a sales trainer. I let people know that I was available as a after dinner speaker. And I, one of my friends was the leader of an agri a local agricultural group. And I did the speech there. This was just weeks or just a few months into me starting this profession way back in the eighties. It was a disaster. Quite frankly, it's the worst presentation keynote that I've ever heard and that was mine. Now, that's not true now after 3,000 presentations. I had to persevere in spite of uh, these sort of pathetic, <laughs> terrible mistakes. I said, I learned that I needed to take the profession more seriously. I needed to take my life seriously if I wanted to get out of it what was there. So that means being intentional. Now, there's a couple of different authors that talk about what we call daily review or daily questions as reminders to shift our habits to reminders of the habits that we want to implement. Now, one of my colleagues who has been kind enough to endorse my book, um, Deliberate Leadership, is Marshall Goldsmith, the number one coach in the world. And he's just written a New York Times bestseller called Triggers. And I interviewed him a few months ago. Go back to the podcast and listen to his work there. But one of the things he teaches, which we also teach, is the power of daily reflective questions. And he talks about, can we make what we call an active tense question, which is, did I do my best to find meaning? Did I do my best to set goals? Did I do my best to eat healthy? Did I do my best to be nice to the people around me? Did I do my best to not try to control things that I couldn't control. So my encouragement is as you get into clarity is that you constantly are giving yourself feedback about how am I doing and going forward towards it. So getting clear is one part, but then establishing and doing a benchmark and giving yourself feedback on a daily basis. You know, it's way easier to do it daily than to do this quarterly meeting. And now that's good too. And my friend, uh, Les Hewitt, who wrote the book, The Power of Focus, the one thing that he teaches for entrepreneurs is you need to do a quarterly retreat where you just go off-site and give yourself a couple of days to reflect. 
What am I doing? What are the action steps that I have here in my business? Is this in the direction that I want to go? And so that we take the time to work on self, to work on business. You know, Michael uh, Gerber wrote the book, The E-Myth, many, many years ago. I met Michael in person 25 years ago when The E-Myth was just coming out. And we had conversations, personal conversations with him, is that we are so busy working in our business, we're not working on our business. But that's true for our life too. You're, you're so busy being in your life, you're not working on your life. So that's the daily uh, reflective questions, daily clarity is what you could do, and journaling this, documenting them, uh, finding out, uh, am I on track for them, uh, you know, towards the direction. Now, if I'm going to have a daily reflective questions, if I'm going to have weekly questions, I'm going to say, did I do my best? You actually need to know where you're going so that you can be successful. Again, people are talking about grit and resilience. Well, that comes from uh, people really determining uh, what we talk about four uh, things. And this really comes from uh, Angela's work is that you, you know, and I've already talked about this, but I'm just going to frame this out very, very quickly, is that you know your interests. So, you know, we talk about purpose, we talk about uh, passion. So my purpose is to help others live, lead, and work on purpose. So that's my purpose statement. That's really my meaning. That's my at my core what drives me, where I get meaning. But the next one is, what's my interest? You know, how do I actually achieve that? Well, one of my interests is doing this, doing this podcast, being in front of a group of 5,000 people, 100 people, 20 people, whatever it is, as a speaker, trainer, uh, communicator, to inspire them. I love doing the more in-depth sessions, you know, uh, doing sort of a 45-minute keynote in front of others who've done that, in fact, done that very, very successfully. However, I also enjoy the in-depth seminar where you are interacting with the information. So what are my interests? Well, my interests are around a holistic personal, professional development. I love that. So a lot of times people are expertise on one sort of track, but I'm, and I'd still do that. But my focus, my interest is really developing the whole person. That's why I have a real passion around health and wellness in that even though you might know your direction, but if you're unhealthy, if you are not taking care of yourself, you're not going to have the energy to successfully implement. That's why we talk about your self-worth and self-esteem, which needs to be rewound every day, where we talk about environmental factors and, uh, and how your environment has shaped your mindset around your values, getting clear about that, getting clear in releasing any kind of emotional anger or emotional triggers uh, that are anchoring you or hindering you from being successful. And I also have a passion for people getting clear about their spiritual destiny and, you know, why are we here and how did we come to be and all those questions that come with meaning. And so I'm, I'm clear about that. So those interests out of that is that <clears throat> now I know I love to write. I love to communicate on these areas. Now, I don't like teaching Excel. I don't like teaching you about how to use PowerPoint. I don't like teaching you how to use Word or Outlook or any of those kinds of tactile things, I'm really about your soul, about you being able to realize your purpose and have meaning, have success, but also have this vibrancy. That's where it comes out of it. Now, the other one is 
people think that you just do this by accident, but practice makes perfect. So after doing 3,000 presentations, I'm much better than I used to be. After doing uh, literally dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of interviews, I'm better at that than I used to be. But I practice that. Now, when I did my master's degree, I had to write a lot of papers, a lot of papers, because it was a hybrid version. So we go to class once a month for about 16 hours, but then I had to write a paper that really took me anywhere between 40 and 80 hours every month. It was just enormous amounts of work for two years. Is guess what? My writing got better. And my person who did a lot of my editing over the last 35 years says, Ken, you finally are starting to understand how to structure language. You're paying attention to how to put the sequence of words together so it communicates in an effective way. You know what? My writing really did suck in the beginning. It was poor. I really didn't know what I'm doing, but by writing now these millions of words of content, I am better. Could I get better? Oh, of course. But it's the practice that I did in all of these expertise and then putting together programs. We we had the sole source contract to do all the soft skills for Chrysler for nearly a decade with another individual. And so then we had to uh, develop over 40 programs and put all the facilitators guides and put all the use instructional design. Guess what? I'm way better at building a training program now that I have delivered 3,000 of them, but also had to design almost 100 of them over the, the course of 30 years. So that is clear. I also know, as we've said earlier in the show, what my purpose is. So that clarity is, my encouragement is, if you don't know where to start, if you don't know where to begin, then at the peril of self-promotion, please get my book, The Quest for Purpose. If you know somebody who is struggling with direction, I just encourage that you would get the book, The Quest for Purpose. All the steps are there. It's a roadmap. You will get clear by the end of it, but only if you do the work that's prescribed in it. That's back to grit. That's back to perseverance. You don't show up and in five minutes have all this clarity all worked out. You need to do the work. I did the work. I spent several months with a coach to get personally clear way back in the 80s. And so I did that work. The other one is, is that you focus on, and this goes back to one of the chapters on my book around optimism and pessimism, is that you work with your hope, meaning you look towards where you're going. Hope is really not around luck. Hope is really not focusing on your failures, not getting stuck in what occurred, but being solution-focused, being resolution-focused, being optimistic, in spite of what's happened. It doesn't matter what's happened. Let's say this audience, Ken, has said, you're the worst speaker in the world. I could get stuck in that comment. And that was a true statement 30 years ago, for sure. But I wanted to say, okay, how can I get better? What would change me to be one of the better communicators around the world in this space of people living on purpose? What would I have to do? What would I have to read? What would I have to become? And so we resolve these issues. We look at the items. And so this is where the hope comes from. The other research around learned optimism with Dr. Martin Singelman is that one of the uh, 
I guess, greatest things that hinders people is the opposite of that, and that is hopelessness. That means, for those of you that are listening, and I really want to speak to you now that might be in that moment where you are doubting yourself. You're not sure if you can get out of the rut that you're in. I want to encourage you that you can, that people around you can. These are choices. These are not conditions. Your choices have actually led to the condition. Says, oh, no, no, you don't know the life I've led, Ken. Well, I could share all kinds of story, and I have the story in the quest for purpose, my own personal journey, where my girlfriend was murdered and beaten to death uh, by somebody who I happen to know. It took several months for the uh, law enforcement to determine who did it because he was the only person present, and he was able, he confessed to a friend finally, and that's the only way they were able to convict him. I could have let, and I was only 21, 22 at that time, I could have let that event negatively affect me for the rest of my life and played a victim. You know, stop it right now. Victimhood is not for winners. Victimhood is not for those people who are most successful. You don't stay stuck. You resolve it. Now, I'm not saying that this didn't affect me. I'm not saying that something that was very traumatic that has occurred to you I'm not trying to deny that whatsoever. What we are trying to deny, it's hold on your future. You know, just because that has happened to you, just because somebody did this to you, has nothing to do with the future. It's how you're going to respond to it. You know, one of my most favorite books, and I talked about this in uh, The Quest for Purpose as well, is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning in Life. And he was in term in Auschwitz in, during the war, and he said, you know, the difference between those who survived and those who did not is that those who didn't survive, for the most part, had lost hope. There was no reason to carry on. They had no image. In spite of that horrific, horrific condition, Viktor Frankl said, I still had a choice with my mind in was I going to have hope, in spite of everything around him not saying hope whatsoever. So, if he doesn't have an excuse, there's nobody here listening to this show right now where you're driving at home, whatever it is, that has an excuse. You know, every single person can take whatever that event was and you put it behind you. It is a choice. My colleague, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, who wrote the books, Switch On, Who Switched Off My Brain and Switch On Your Brain, talks about at every, as a neuroscientist, in talking about neuroplasticity and talking about setting habits, is that every single person here has a choice or can make a choice about being hopeful or being in hopelessness. Now, interesting, there was some new research that I just read last week. And uh, some people of you know my story where I was actually diagnosed as manic depressive in 1988. Well, that's a long time ago. That's not occurred since then. But we, I found out later on that I was actually hypoglycemic. I wasn't manic depressive. But there is now this whole move around honoring people with mental illness. I get it. I've been there. I understand what it is to be suicidal. Uh, uh, total respect for people that are going through that. However, a brand new study said that, do you know that being grateful, being thankful every single day, actually had better effect 
improve the mental condition, reduce mental illness um, situations more so than any kind of pharmaceutical drug? How's that possible? So we do have influence over those situations. I'm not saying that people aren't struggling, but you also at this very moment have a choice. You have a choice to move forward. So even in those conditions, they're saying that if you choose to be thankful, if you choose to be grateful, it actually has a more positive effect on the mental stability and illness level of that individual than any kind of pharmaceutical drug. Isn't that amazing? And so with those kinds of research projects, what are the choices you need to make? What are you not clear about in your life? Are you clear about the big picture, but not necessarily what you need to do every day to get yourself there? Have you put a plan in place for your life? Are you clear about what are the steps to get you to where you want to go? Again, I mentioned the quest for purpose. I've outlined all of these things in my book, get it, plus some assessments and tools to be able to go to that next level. Now, just to wrap up the show for you. I just want to encourage that everybody's listening. And first of all, thank you for listening. Now, if you like what we're doing, uh, so appreciate you sharing, passing on so that we can get the word out so we can get this encouraging uh, conversation in these strategies to the next uh, generation, to other individuals out there, so we can create this uh, movement so that people can live on purpose. You know, if you don't have a purpose, then your purpose is to find your purpose. If you don't have clarity, then your first job is to get clarity. If you have clarity, then your next job is to get clear as are the steps and what I'm doing bringing me closer to what I want to be, become, have, do, whatever the case might be. And so again, I thank you for participating and listening. And I want to encourage every single person here that's listening is that you matter. You matter. I don't care what anybody else has said. I don't care what you're saying to yourself that you matter. The other one is, is please encourage somebody else. There's somebody around you who is dealing with doubt, who's unclear about their future, who has fear. You know what? You gain meaning you actually increase your significance by pouring into other people's lives, by helping them. So if you feel secure, if you are clear about who you are and what you're doing, then pass it on. Encourage somebody else. Uh, give them this podcast to listen to and then have a conversation with them and be there to help them. Thank you for listening to Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com. Scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.